Welcome to Advantage Over, the only global rugby podcast to help you become a better referee. Your host today is Keith Lewis. Are you ready? Time on. Hello and welcome to Advantage Over. It's episode 25 and I'm your host Keith Lewis. Uh, you're very welcome to join us again and it's great to be back in your earboats. And this time we're back with another short form episode um, focusing on the issue that gives the podcast its name, Advantage. Cropped up a couple of times after um, the last episode and in, the last, in my uh, mailbox in the community group over the last couple of weeks and months. I thought I'd cover it off today. I've um, got some really good feedback um, off the last episode. So I'm planning on sort of doing a, a more of a series of these shorter ones to keep our referee minds sort of ticking over. Um, and more as the go-to resource for those refereeing queries that you might have or might crop up. Um, as ever, if you'd like to talk more about this subject, you can always drop me a line at keith at rugbyreferee.net um, or why don't you come over and join our referee community group um, over on Facebook. Um, if you head to refsquad.com, um, you can let the magic of internet wizardry um, bounce you into the, the group. Um, there's a couple of questions for you to answer, so answer all three and I'll let you in as soon as I can. Uh, it's great, we've got over nearly a thousand referees there now, so it's a really active community um, covering lots of different subjects that you may or may not be thinking about and a chance to kind of get in there, ask the questions that you've got in a sort of safe referee-only type space. Um, so um, let's head to the main subject of today's podcast, which is Advantage. Um, look, it's one of those subjects that lots of people talk about, lots of people get angsty about, lots of people ask about, um, and which unfortunately but fundamentally it's impossible to give clear black and white instructions to you the refereeing community out there um, if you listen to episode 24 the last episode we talked about in goal um, and she often causes some difficulties for people um, but um, ultimately is fairly black and white and has clear-cut outcomes for different scenarios um, yes it's complicated but the outcomes are all covered by law um, and as we'll talk about now, advantage, you just can't do that. So let's start where we should always start. Um, let's look at the good book. And I'm reading from the 2020 law book here. Um, and, and in the definition section up front, um, a section that not many people actually look at, but it's always worth casting an eye over every now and again, um, it describes advantage like this. Um, it's clear and real tactical or territorial benefit arising after infringement by the opposition. Yep, and it's also got its own law um, section of the law book, um, Law 7, um, where it goes on to outline that it means that if a team gains advantage following an infringement by their opponents, the referee may allow play to continue in an effort to keep the game flowing. Note the use there of the word may, not must. The referee may allow play to continue. Um, so, yep, so what else does it say? So let's tick off the main bits. This is reading from Law again. So advantage may be tactical, i.e. the non-offending team is free to play the ball as they wish. Secondly, it may be territorial. Players move towards the offending team's dead ball line. Third, it could be a combination of both tactical and territorial, which is sort of helpful and sort of then not helpful. Um, and then fourth, but importantly, it must be clear and real. A mere opportunity to gain an advantage is not sufficient, is what the law book says. Um, then the law goes on to say, to explain where advantage ends, and there are four different outcomes to this. Sorry, three different outcomes to this. One, the referee deems that the non-offending team has got the advantage, um, or that the non-offending team is unlikely to gain the advantage. Um, so you apply the sanction, 
that you, you were going to blow for. Secondly, the non-offending team commits an infringement before they've gained the advantage. So the referee stops the game, applies the sanction for that first infringement. Um, or if, if either or both infringements there are foul play, the referee applies the appropriate sanction for the offence. And sometimes that's where foul play can trump a knock-on. Um, that's the higher offence. And the third um, outcome, uh, the third way advantage ends is when the offending team commits a second or subsequent infringement from, from which no advantage can be gained. At which point you as the referee stops play and allows the captain of the non-offending team to choose the most advantageous sanction. Um, so that's a change in law in recent years where you've got a choice. If you've got two or three advantages in the same passage of play, um, the captain of the non-offending side gets to choose which of the three um, they want positioning-wise they want to go for. The law then goes out to specify eight specific areas where advantage must not be played and the referee should blow the whistle immediately. So let's go through those eight, um, a chunk of them relating to the scrum, but not the first one. Um, the player, the ball, or the player in possession of the ball touches the referee and an advantage is gained by either side. No, it's the player or the player in possession of the ball, not a defender. That's what a subject for another day. Second uh, way advantage shouldn't be applied. The ball comes out of either end of the tunnel at a scrum. So if it doesn't go in and out, if it doesn't go out of the back of the scrum in any way, then you've got to blow the whistle. Um, another scrum on here for three. The scrum is wheeled through more than 90 degrees. Um, final, and this is a real crucial safety one from a scrum perspective. Um, if a player in a scrum is lifted or forced upwards so that the player is no longer in contact with the ground, you must blow the whistle immediately and protect that player. Um, a couple of other ones now. Um, advantage mustn't be played if there's a quick throw, free kick or penalty that's taken incorrectly. Can't play advantage from that. Um, the ball is made dead as number six, which also links back to the conversation that we talked about last year about in goal um, and could get you out of a hole if you need to, a point of law to explain um, why a knock-on into in goal can't be gained advantage from it because the ball's been made dead. Um, seven is a more catch-all it would be dangerous to let play continue for whatever reason that might be um, or eight it is suspected that a player is seriously injured so those are the eight reasons why advantage must not be played um, but at all of the times you can go and play the advantage so let's just come back to that use of the word may versus must must is only used once when talking about letting advantage happen um, and then much many more times when it comes to why it must not be used, again, mainly for safety reasons. May, and it gives you, my refereeing friends, all the leeway you want to decide for yourself, which is helpful, but then not helpful sometimes. So let's look at the different points. Tactical or territorial, or a bit of both. Helpfully, we get the descriptor of what that tactical might mean. And it means that the non-offending side get to play the ball as they wish. That's how it's written. And territorial means they get closer to their try line. No specified distance there, just closer to the try line. It doesn't say you've got to go a certain amount towards the goal line or try line. Um, it just gets closer. And the way you use both of those things will massively depend on whether it's a scrum outcome or a penalty outcome. And think about the tactical advantage from a knock-on. The outcome of that potentially is a scrum. Um, at a scrum, the putting inside want a solid base to pass the ball from 9 to 10, maybe on to 11 or 12, with that 10 metre gap of opportunity, i.e. the space between the two respective backs off sidelines, that 5 metre back foot we've got um, at scrum. And the tactical advantage really is that if they've got space and they can get a pass from 9 to 10, or maybe one more, then that's the advantage that they would get from a scrum. 
so therefore you might call advantage over. You could also, I mean, if they've done that without the need for a scrum, then there's your tactical advantage. Obviously, that's much shorter than for a penalty because tactically and territorially, the advantage, uh, sorry, ter sorry, territorially, the advantage for a penalty is the equivalent line-out restart if they were to kick that far, which obviously has you've got to give a little bit more time to see if you're going to get to that particular territorial advantage. Um, it's why it tends to be much longer. So let's have a look at the tactical um, parts there. This is where your game understanding and knowledge becomes crucial, and it's something that you just pick up over time. Now, also, it's one of those things, there are some referees out there who have studiously decided that they don't keep the score, and this is where not knowing the score can actually come back to bite you, because your decision-making needs to be on a par, if not higher, than the teams that are playing. You've got to really consider the context of each play, the conditions, the skill of the player and the defenders, their ability to scrummage all day, the score, the weather, all those things come into um, make the side making their tactical choices to what they do next. And they all have to come into your tactical decision making to understand whether you're going to play advantage, tactical advantage. And why do I mention the scrum? Well, actually, if they're getting beaten up on the scrum and they have the advantage from a knock-on, the tactical advantage to that side is not having the scrum. Hope you catch the drift there. That's the you've got to help sort of sort of make that decision on your own. Um, but hopefully you can get the the thinking about all the different tactical things you need to think about as to whether to blow the whistle and have a scrum. Um, obviously, in a closer game, the tactical advantage is a clear shot at post for the three points, or even possibly a slightly longer play for a possible try. So you've got to bring all those things into your mind when it comes to tactical and, of course, territorially. How long you let all that go before you call it over really are ones only you and your judgment um, can learn and develop over time. You'll get most of them right, you'll get some of them wrong, and there's usually one in every game, and look, I've been at this for 20-odd years, where you call advantage over and immediately the side in possession then messes up. It's just the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. Um, you call it over, it's over. What you can't then do is say, look, advantage over, and then reverse that because the ball in flight was then dropped or knocked on. Um, those two things are both wrong, and they you can't two wrongs don't make a right. So if you've called it over, if you've voiced those words out loud, um, then you've got to stick with them. And then you just hold your hands up and shrug wryly um, if you need to and just get on with whatever it was it was going to be. You might want to learn from that next time, but um, you can't then reverse that decision. So one of our regular um, RugbyRefree.net blog readers, John, um, asked the other week, um, there are occasions when the defending side under pressure commits a yellow card offence, according to John, um, but play continues with advantage, a try results. But then this appears to absolve the player committing the yellow card offence in the passage of play and no action is taken. If there hadn't been a score, a penalty and a card would probably have been the outcome. Can you explain, please? So thanks, John, for the question. It's a, it's a great question um, and the sort of thing that often crumbs up, crops up in this conversation. And ultimately, it's down to you and your game context and the game context. It does, yeah, I agree, seem to be a mindset that if a strong advantage does a strong advantage does lead to the absolution of that yellow card sanction, it does happen. And it's often applauded, actually, for being great management. Great use of advantage, you might hear people say. However, this is obviously a personal view, most yellow cards I think John might be referring to would be classed as technical, so are by definition slightly less serious than losing a try score. And to lose seven points 
um, and then a player for 10 minutes may just not feel like an equitable outcome when you're on the field in that 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 particular point um, but look I, I fully acknowledge here that you could argue that point the exact opposite way if they transgressed um, you've said there's a, a yellow card there is a yellow card brewing um, and still a try is scored you can still go back and do it and you can argue that point either way um, but you've just got to sort of boils down to your judgment and your ability to make those strong management choices um, Similarly, if you've gone through that passage of play and you've already had a stoppage and you've already warned the captain about a yellow card brewing, that might lead you to not then play advantage and administer the card that you told them was coming. That might be the right outcome. Um, and then with that man, with the opposition being a man short, they can then go on under penalty restart, of course, they can then go on and perhaps take advantage in their own way. It's whether you want to get involved in the middle of that passage of play and do that thing. And again, it comes down to management, game experience, which will tell you which is the right way to go about doing it. And it's just not black and white to sit here and say you should do one thing or the other. Similarly, if the yellow card incident in that passage of play is for foul play, in my view, it's often best to deal with that at the time. Letting foul play go could come back to bite you again. But there are times where you see it it's a sort of low-level foul play. You might see a, um, a sort of prop come into contact with a, a, a shoulder. No real impact. It is foul play. You think it's a yellow card. You can probably, if you can deal with it on the move, so that the player knows what he's done. The non-offending team know that you've got it and aren't and won't then react or or overreact. And you can let play continue. You can always go back and yellow card the player after a try has been scored. Yes, it's less clean, but it might be perfectly acceptable way to, to deal with it if you can. And that's where you do get the try and the yellow card scenario. That might feel like the right thing to do, particularly if it's a foul play issue. Um, you've got to be quite bold in playing that out to try and get the score. But if you've got a close game and you've got a, you've, you've got control of the game, there's no issues, then uh, let it all play and see how it ends up. But yes, you can come back and deal with both of those things. So there's a load of ground covered there which hopefully helps you to either either you newer referees listening or even to some of our non-referee listeners to help to understand the things that we're considering when it comes to advantage. Um, there's a whole section of stuff in law about it, all of which comes down to judgment, the use of the word may, a referee may do any number of things, not must. So that gives us the leeway to make the right judgment call or the best judgment call that we can at any one time acknowledging that we're not always going to get it right but when we do get it right it's absolutely why this podcast is called what it is it's why advantage over is one of the best calls we can make um, everything has gone right you've seen something you've managed it you've let the players determine the longer term outcome without having to get involved and blow the whistle it's such a fantastic feeling when it happens and particularly obviously when a try is scored from it and we should congratulate ourselves when we're playing good advantage um, and you get good outcomes from it so hopefully you've enjoyed listening um, i've certainly enjoyed putting that together and answering some of the questions that you've brought to, to, to me over time um, and hopefully that's a, a trigger point for you if you've got subjects in your mind that you want to ask about that you think might make a good quick podcast like this um, please let us know if you've got questions or suggestions for next time um, please just drop me a line we're not i'm not hard to find there's plenty of routes of getting to me um, so come and find me um, come and find us on the website the feedback loops email social media i'm here to listen um, and if you've enjoyed the the 
the podcast again. Um, if you want to support um, what we're doing here at rugbyreferee.net um, in creating this podcast and keeping the, the site up and running, there is an avenue that we've created to help you um, help us out financially. Um, you can help buy me a coffee if you like um, by heading to rugbyreferee.net slash coffee um, and donate whatever you like, a, a cup of coffee, um, will all go to keeping this podcast alive and up and running so all those small donations really do mean a lot to me um they do come in regularly i'm really grateful all the time so um, if you want to do that do head to rugbyreferee.net slash coffee um and um throw some something into the pot i really do appreciate it thanks very much for listening and with that let's call advantage over Thanks for listening to the Advantage Over podcast from RugbyReferee.net. We hope you've enjoyed the content that we brought to you this week. What we'd really appreciate is your likes, rates and reviews, wherever it is you found it, whether that's iTunes or Stitcher Radio or TuneIn. Please head over there and leave us a review. We really do appreciate those. Um, we'd also um, ask you to tell your referee colleagues, friends, community um, that about this podcast this is the only rugby referee podcast out there, um, so we hope to get to more earbuds um, over time. We'd also love your feedback um, and your suggestions and your comments, so please let us have them. Um, you can either email us at ref at advantageoverpodcast.com um, or you can find us through the rugbyreferee.net website um, or through Twitter at rugbyrefereenet, which is the same handle you'll find on Instagram as well. We're in all those places, so please do let us know what you think, let us know what you want, um, and how we can help you become better referees in the future. So for now, that is Advantage Over. <laughs>